Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Whether you're in your car, in your home, on a walk, or with someone, we're excited that you've joined us for a deeper dive into Scripture, its tough sayings, and the people God used throughout. This year, we're going through the whole Bible, tracing the With God journey through the Bible, through the year, through us. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining. I am Chris Birch. And I'm Anson Tebow. And we just want to start off by saying thank you so much to everyone who has stopped us in the lobby, shot us a text or an email, uh, and just said that uh, they've been listening and enjoying the podcast. It's really encouraging. And that's a huge shout out to Anson, who has gone in and done a ton of research for all this stuff. I literally just stand here and uh, introduce him, and and then he takes it away. And put everything else, create the... (laughs) I mean, if you want to know who creates the names, the fun names of each podcast, that's Chris. So. That is probably my favorite part of the week. Like, I'm not joking right now. That is one of my favorite um, aspects of the job right now is coming up with fun names. But again, just thank you so much for listening and enjoying this. And hopefully, you know, you guys are getting something out of it. Uh, I know I am yeah, as we sure. are going Me through too. the uh, With God uh, Bible and uh, just kind of hearing Anson talk. And it's very encouraging for me also. So today we are going to talk about slavery and does God approve of it? Because in the Bible so far, we have seen um, like a lot of slavery and Mm. we just left Egypt and the Israelites and they were slaves there. But also from here on out, there's a lot of Israelites enslaving people uh, after their wars and then vice versa Mm. um, where they go to Babylon and come back and then in the New Testament even Jesus talks about it so what's God's view on it yeah does he approve of it yeah this is a this is a really unique um, a really unique topic it's one that we we see in scripture Um, I mean Exodus 21 literally says in verses 2 through 6 when you buy a Hebrew slave he shall serve six years and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing if he comes in single he shall go out single if he comes in married then his wife shall go out with him if his master gives him a wife and she bears him sons or daughters the wife and her children shall be her masters and he shall go out alone But if the slave plainly says, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out free, then his master shall bring him to God, and he shall bring him to the door of the doorpost, and his master shall bore his ear through with an awl, and he shall be his slave forever. Ouchie. I I apologize for laughing during that, but... um, but it's, it's this thing where we see, all right, when you buy a Hebrew slave, he shall serve six years, and his seventh, he shall go. Like, this is literal, like, here's instructions for when you have a slave. Yeah. Um, and how do we navigate that? Like how, how do we, we, we dive through because our picture and our imagery of slavery is this really negative, destructive, hard, um, abusive construct that was, was such a prevalent thing in, in American history and is still prevalent in many cultures today. Right. That are kind of our view of it here in Western society, specifically in America is what has happened over the last 400 years yeah. um, here specifically on kind of American grounds. Yeah. And yeah, um, that is like one view of it, but you know, it might be kind of removed from uh, today's culture here in America. We might not see it how it once was two, 300 years ago, but it is still very prevalent yeah. in the world and in all different forms Absolutely. as well. Yeah. This is not something that, um, not something that isn't, 
doesn't exist. Right. Like, it is still prevalent and it's still something um, that believers should fight for. Believers should um, fight for the, the people who are enslaved and, and fight to abolish it. I'm yeah. giving away a little bit of what I believe that God says about slavery. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like it is absolutely still prevalent and still something Christians should be should be fighting against is is this idea of slavery. But the slavery in the in the time that this Exodus is is being written is is a little different. There were two forms of slavery. The first um, is is that there was the prisoner of war. So they were they lost the war. They were prisoners of war. They were enslaved in that. They were made to work in that. And the second is that a person would sell themselves in order to raise money. Meaning, hey, I have this debt. There wasn't places that would loan you out money or things. So you'd be like, I will sell you. Like you can buy me for the next six years. And the seventh, you may go free. But you would you'd sell yourself in order to make money and pay off debts or, right. or build, up, build up property. And what we see here are these, these laws that were put in place to make sure that those people, whether a prisoner of war or someone who had sold themselves for bringing a profit, were treated a certain way. Which is very close to indentured servitude, yeah. which we had, again, several hundred years ago. It was pretty prominent back then. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's it, it's rather unique because like everything that was said in in the law, in, in the Old Testament, was said about slavery in the sense of like um, these people will be treated a certain way. Mm. Like meaning there's laws in, in the Old Testament that are, are pretty descript of saying like if you if you hurt the person, if you touch them, if you flog them, that person is now free. Like yeah. that is the law. So these people were, while I don't think I can say they were necessarily treated well, mm-hmm. there were laws in place to make sure they weren't abused yeah. or put in, in like extreme harm's way. Um, that does not mean is not necessarily okay. It's this sort of idea of, if you remember the episode we did on polygamy, mm-hmm. this idea that like you see so many of like the leaders within scripture um, being polygamous. I mean, Solomon, David, right. um, I'm thinking Abraham, of Jacob, Abraham, like multiple people in their lives that the polygamy and what this, I, I found this really unique thing um, that said rather than God, saying this is okay meaning these laws about uh, about slavery like here are the things you should do rather than god saying it's okay it's almost like he's saying all right we're this is a human construct a human construct that we're going to regulate like that we're going to bring in and and say how do we make it so that people who are image bearers of god are treated as image bearers of god um, and then that brings up the question in my own mind, like, all right, so if he's going to bring these laws to make sure people are treated well, why would he allow it to happen in the first place? Yeah. Like what, what is happening here? And I think it is something that's like so profoundly rooted in sin. Uh, yes. Like so yep. profoundly rooted in sin um, that like just humans have so warped the view of God's image, meaning of the image of God in people um, that slavery has been something that's been a part for such a long time. Right. Like that's the, the idea of slavery and saying you sold yourself to that. Like that was their form of almost like a bank, meaning like I can't afford this. No one to loan me money. I will work for you for six years if you pay this. Yeah. Um, that is a little bit of a different type of slavery because you're almost working for money, but then you're still that person's property for six years, which the only person's property we are is, is God's. Mm-hmm. Like we are slaves to God and it's not slaves in this abusive um, destructive way, but we are serving 
God. Like that is our call on our life. Yeah. Um, and we see even in the new Testament, like slavery doesn't go away and Paul addresses it in, in multiple ways. And one of the things that Paul does is because of this sinful human construct, Paul has seen these slaves, these people who are in enslaved as, as being treated so lowly. I mean, you see, you see one of the two things, um, like God, Jesus does when he comes, comes on earth is he gives dignity, morality, humanity to those who were not given that. Mm. Like you see the value of women go up immensely when Jesus comes. He values them. He right. brings them up to their equal status and value, dignity, and worth to, to men. That mm-hmm. was not the social construct that was there, but Jesus brings it right back up and says, no, they are created in my image as well. And then we see the same thing in slaves, those impoverished, um, those, those deep in sin, like God comes for the the marginalized for the hurting and we see that paul here when he addresses slavery that's one of the things he does is he he addresses them as humans as as moral beings as giving them dignity and that isn't something they would have had at the time right so he is almost saying like hey like you are people i care about you i hear you um and i'm with you and in this article I was reading um, states this, that Paul is simply urging Christians who cannot change their circumstances to live holy lives. So in this scenario, he is looking at those who are enslaved, looking at those who cannot change their circumstance. Like they are not in control of their life. They are someone else's property, Yeah, which is not something he is saying this is okay, but he's saying something like this is the situation you are in. How do we live as Christ followers in that? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that like, while most people listening to this podcast are not in this, everybody listening to this podcast are not in this scenario. Like we do have some control over um, the things of our lives. We're not stuck in certain situations um, yet. We still have to find ways to live like Christ in our situations. We still have to find ways to live like Christ in these. And sometimes we do feel stuck. Mm hmm. We do feel stuck. And in no way am I comparing our feeling stuck to actually being stuck. Yes. Um, but there's this idea that Paul is saying, here's the situation you're in. How do we serve? Um, like, how do you serve Christ in that? Um, so we see slavery all throughout. But one of the things I think as you read scripture, while, it, while slavery is in it, while it's this idea that, that God deals with in the Old and the New Testament, what we do see most clearly in the character of God is people being treated with dignity, people being made in God's image and people being loved, like love one another as I have loved you. Yeah. And it was one of the things with this, with this idea of, of slavery is it abuses people. Mm-hmm. It, it, it takes away, strips away their, um, the way that God has made them God's image in them. So, when we look at at slavery in scripture and we look at it as believers, we don't see it as this thing that is okay. Right. We don't see it as this thing that God permits. We don't see it as this thing that God is like, yeah, I'm okay with this. This is something that is from me. We rather see it as a sinful construct that has brought its way into society. And now as believers, we are called to, to live for justice. Like God is just. To live, to love God, to to show justice, to love mercy, to act and walk humbly with our God. Like we are, we are called to fight for those who are hurting, fight for those who are stuck, fight yeah. for those who don't have the ability um, to fight for themselves. And I think that's one thing throughout Scripture. 
we see that slavery abuses people. We see that slavery mm -hmm. t strips away rights. We see that slavery strips away dignity. And we are called to, to love. We are called to care. We are called to bring justice. Um, and that's one of the things that through the Holy Spirit's working in our lives and through the Holy Spirit's working in the broader church, um, this is something we do have to fight. Yeah. We do continue to have to fight. And while we don't see it right in front of us, um, in, in our day-to-day -day life, I think the awareness of, hey, this stuff is going on. And I think that's probably the scariest thing. Mm -hmm. And really, honestly, how sin and Satan works best is sometimes you think something has been conquered yeah. and defeated and you've like progressed in the right direction. But mm -hmm. really, it's actually going on behind the scenes and it's even worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that I think we as Americans a lot of time can get blinded to the stuff that's happening around us, even in America, but also around yeah. the world because we're able to distract ourselves. We're able to see our house and our car and, and all of these things. Whereas so many people around the world are dealing with such painful things. I yeah. mean, the, the, the sex trafficking yeah. is like such a prominent thing of slavery. Like mm -hmm. these people have no rights over themselves and it's abusive and it's hurtful and it's, demonic it's evil it is yeah. literally every bad thing you could think of and yet we don't see it with our eyes right in front of us yet when we are ignorant and we don't actually pursue fighting it when we don't actually go after saying how do we pursue justice in this how do we help these people how do we love these people give them dignity give them humanity all of these things then we're taking ourselves out of this image of saying oh this is my nice little neighborhood and yep. i've got my nice little home and exactly. i'll go to school and all these things while people are suffering and hurting all around us um so i think it's one thing like when we talk about does god approve of slavery i think emph emphatically no Mm -hmm. um he sees he, he sees humans as image bearers of god right not as people to be to be used um for other people's glory other people's work um and we see even the the like economic structure that we see from god as like hey you should be paid for your work you yep. should be given compensation um so i think emphatically no but i think also when we t talk about this idea uh, or this topic of of slavery this this thing that we we should remind ourselves and humble ourselves first of God's grace in our own lives, but that grace isn't grace to then be given to just sit on. It's grace given to then go, hey, how do we do something right. with this? How right. do we go love people, fight for justice, fight for those hurting, fight for those marginalized? Um, and we can start right in our communities and build from there. I mean, some God calls a lot of us to our community, and He calls a lot of us out of our community. So yep. how do we how do we navigate that? I think that's listening to the Holy Spirit in your own life. Absolutely. Um, but I think it's it's something that I no God does not approve of slavery, and He actually I think calls us to deeply fight for those who are enslaved by it. Yeah, that's a great word, dude. Much appreciated and. Uh, I think uh, it's great to be part of a church that is very active in uh, like human rights. And uh, Pastor Dave is very aware and sensitive to such sub subjects and things like that. So, um, yeah, thank mm. you so much, man, for, for doing all this. It is uh, kind of a heavy topic. Uh, great to be going over. Uh, and thank you for all the research and everything. And hopefully on Friday, we've got something a little more lighthearted for you guys uh, for the listeners but uh, thank you so much for tuning in and we've got a storm coming in hope you guys are listening to this and it is beautiful and snowy outside <laughs> and uh winter is coming to an end but i think we got one more storm one to more. deal with right one more yeah so uh, all right anson thank you so much see ya see you chris thank you for joining crossway on the with god pod make sure to catch all our content on sundays and during the week 
see you next time.